it is so important. We as athletes, we have a tendency to want to just push through and get the workout done and be able to check it off and we'll only feel good about ourselves if we do it in the, the best that we can. But sometimes if you start running and you've got a niggly or something that just doesn't feel right, you have to do the hard thing and that's stop. Don't try to finish that session. Don't try to just get it done so you can check it off. You may take that injury from something that could be better in a day or two to something that sticks around for six months. Welcome to the Beck and Siri Show. And here at Team Series Tri Club, it's not just about swim, bike, run. It's about who you become. On our show, we don't just talk to you about swimming, cycling, and running. We talk about mindset. We talk about fearless authenticity and being your very best self. Hi there, Cam here from Team Sirius. This week on the live chat, Beck and Siri talk about the all-important yet often neglected subject of injury prevention. And don't forget, uh, if you want to join these chats live, all you need to do is join Team Sirius Tri Club. And you can do that by going to www.teamsiriustriclub.com. Hello, everybody. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the live chat. Finally have Siri back on the show, which is very exciting. Sorry I've been away, you guys, but it's awesome to be here with all of you tonight. I hope everything is going great for all of you, whatever uh, point in time you're at in your training, whether it's going into the Ironman World Championships or having your off-season or whatever it is. I hope you are loving it and feeling so proud of all the hard work you put in every single day. So please let us know if you can hear us, because tonight we are going to be talking about uh, injury prevention and management. Um, we have a little bit of strategy to our um, live chats now, because as you know, they're going to a podcast. So we've also tried to decrease the noise around us so it's nice and clear for you guys. So please let us know that you can hear us. Um, this is an important issue that we don't talk about that much. So I think um, let's talk to you, Siri, first about your key tips for injury management. Well, first or of prevention, all, I, I would say, say um, my key tips are let's avoid the injury altogether. And for that, I would say that it is so important. We as athletes, we have a tendency to want to just push through and get the workout done and be able to check it off. And we'll only feel good about ourselves if we do it in the, the best that we can. But sometimes if you start running and you've got a niggly or something that just doesn't feel right, you have to do the hard thing and that's stop. Don't try to finish that session. Don't try to just get it done so you can check it off. You may take that injury from something that could be better in a day or two to something that sticks around for six months. So it is so truly important if you want to avoid injury. If you have a niggle, be smart, stop, don't run through it. It's not important enough to get that session done and then to be out for six months. So that's my biggest piece of advice and my athletes know. I know that you know they're not the type of athletes that are gonna stop because they wanna have an excuse. If something is feeling niggly, they know that they need to slow down, stretch, foam roll, see if it gets better, which we all have a problem doing as well. Once we get started, we don't wanna stop. But sometimes you have to stop, stretch it out, foam roll, whatever you need to do. And if you start up again and you still feel that pain, stop. Take two to three days off. Do everything you can do to make it feel better and it will probably be gone by then. But if you push through it, if you try to keep training, if you try to get the session done, if you won't allow yourself to stop, you could create a much bigger injury than you ever expected. 
Yeah, and that's a great way in regards to management. I think for prevention, as you said, I think is a lot better. And I think for me, prevention was always about placement of sessions. And if you look at our training plans and you're coached by us, you'll see that every single session is like a chessboard. And every single session is placed strategically so that you have the ideal recovery. So if we have a hard run, you very rarely have a very hard bike on the same day. Often we may put a hard swim as well, but it'd be maybe more of a strength type workout or um, longer work, but we never do a really hard swim. So it says poor network connection. Yep, I hope good. that's okay. Yep, Just we're we're Let us know, guys, if you lose us, because I noticed the connection hasn't been great lately. Um, but we always try to do placement of sessions. That's really, really important for us. So when I see people moving training sessions around, it gets a little concerning because they are put there for a reason. And if it does have swim, bike and swim, run, always try and do, if the, the bike and run are the hardest sessions, always try and do the swim as a second workout. So I think placement of training sessions and the type of sessions and where they are throughout the week are really the key for me, I think, as an athlete uh, for over the 22 years of racing was, um, and Siri was a little different because her coach was a lot different to what she he, he wasn't quite into the whole uh, injury prevention or injury management it was just your injured run through it and then your plantar fascia rips in half yeah exactly <laughs> now back but, that's excellent i love i love that that's great advice and it's true the placement of your sessions is everything um and the other thing as well i was going to say um kind of on that same note is that what was I going to say? Now I've lost my train of thought. Um, okay, but first of all, guys, the placement of your sessions is everything. The swim is an incredible recovery from a hard run. Also, be willing to be flexible with your training plan. Mm -hmm. Like if you pull up from a run session with sore calves, this happens to, you know, I can remember specifically with Ellie Salthouse, and she is the ultimate communicator. I hear from her every single day. She tells me how she's going. We can make split decisions so that we know that every single day we're doing exactly what her body needs to be the best that she can be. So Ellie, thank you for that. So but I think a lot of the management comes down to, or prevention comes down to communication with the coach, ah, for sure. Absolutely. I mean, it's nothing worse when an athlete tells you they've had a flu for five days and they haven't told you and they're trying to train through it. Like that's injury prevention too. Absolutely. But say you have sore calves from a hard run that you did three days ago, you didn't expect to pull up so sore. First of all, tell your coach if you have one. And if you don't, these are the three things you need to know. If you have tight calves, do not run hills. Do not mm -hmm. run sprints or really fast speeds. Mm -hmm. And don't do really big gear work on the bike. Like you need to be smart in saying, what does my body need right now? If you can barely walk because your calves are so incredibly tight, what do you think would be best for your body? Think about that yourself. Well, for me, I would think that going into the pool and kicking lightly, um, as long as you're hydrated, so you're not gonna cramp, kicking lightly will help flush out the legs. Um, or doing an easy spin at a higher cadence, cadence flush out will flush out the legs. Or running flat and super, super easy. But be smart. Listen to your body. You know your body better than anyone else in the world. So pay attention to what it's what it's telling you basically yeah, exactly and um, people used to think it was cruel that we'd put like 30 40 50 60 100s on a sunday and maybe they were high aerobic when you weren't too fatigued after a long run but a lot of the reason we did that was because we do it because of a recovery and even though you may be pushing your body weight support and swimming is really great recovery and i actually just was listening to some recent research today um by a harvard uh harvard guy who's researching endurance athletes and he was saying that 
always now it's and we're already doing it which I was so proud was to finish um the week with a upper more of an upper body workout so whether it's in the gym or swimming all the runners now are starting to do upper body they're always the upper body last in the gym and they always do their swimming um, even if they're runners to keep that blood in the upper body, which I, it's a no brainer for us, but it's crazy cause your legs are supported. So I think that's pretty cool that we're, well, yeah, it's about time that's come out. Cause we've been doing that for an mm -hmm. entire career here because also when you run, yes, all your blood's going into your legs, all your strength is going into your legs. And because of that, in a sense, your upper body weakens. So mm -hmm. often on a Sunday when you're doing a long run, sometimes you're doing a hard build run that aerobic swim that we do it's going to help you recover but also you'll see that we have a ton of strength work in it it's half that set's going to be paddles or pull buoy band and that's to build up the strength in your upper body so that you have the perfect balance of having worked your lower body on the run recovering on the swim and building up your upper body as well brilliant yeah. so i think that's really yeah. one of the best managements but um i know megs was asking there about plantar fasciitis and because this is such a common injury um, Siri, what's your thoughts on, she's asking about running through plantar fasciitis and it, as again, it depends on the grade, how long you've had it, the severity of the pain, but we can both have, we both can give ideas from this. We both had this, that, that exact injury. Yeah. Um, I spent my last two years as a pro with extreme plantar fasciitis. Um, it tore a couple of times where I was out for months at a time but I knew that I was not going to be in the sport much longer. So I was able to still run races and, and run fast times, even with my plantar fasciitis. It kind of comes down to how much pain can you deal with, which sucks. Um, but the other thing is management. And I managed my plantar fascia 24 hours mm -hmm. a day. Mm -hmm. I would wake up and I'd rub Arnica and Comfrey into it and roll it on a tennis ball. I would have Epsom salts baths after every single session, even if it was a recovery session. I was eating just pristinely all the right things, everything my body needed. And every night I was wrapping my plantar fascia in ice tight, which is a horse clay. It's a poultice. Hmm. And it's the one thing that I found that actually really helped me. You kind of just drown your foot in this clay and wrap it in saran wrap. Say the name of it again. It's called ice tight. It's a, it's there's a horse nothing clay. bad the in racing it. Racing horses yeah. use it. Mm. It's all just minerals. It's clay. There's nothing bad in it. Um, I'd wrap my entire foot and my Achilles in it, wrap it with saran wrap and sleep like that all night. And, um, one thing, if you are going to try this, make sure that you rinse it off in the morning with a hose outside because you will <laughs> clog up the tub. Especially and if you have a septic tank. Yeah, do do I clogged up a few tubs in my time. But um, this is one thing that I really felt helped me. And when it was really, really bad, um, I sometimes use that Achilles sock that you sleep in. Um, it's called a, uh, is it Schultz? Um, I forget what it's called, but I, it's, I it's, exactly for, it's a plantar fascia sock and it brings your foot back so that you're in dorsi, stretch position, dorsi flexion, not plantar yeah. flexion. So it brings it back. So it stretches the plantar, but I would agree. But I also would say that it does really matter also if it's insertional or not. Um, I think if it's in the middle of yours, your plan, like where yours was, it was, it was more painful and I think you can manage it better. Um, and I think insertional for me where I had it right in the heel, 
Um, and it moves, it moves around, but uh, yours was right more in the middle, wasn't mm. it? So the heel part, I think, is hard. And I think um, using um, the Theragun is a good thing to break it up. And shockwave therapy is amazing. Yeah. That worked for me. And it managed it. It didn't get rid of it. It managed it. And then after three years of chronic, chronic planner, I ended up getting a cortisone shot. I do not recommend that for anybody unless it's been over 12 months. But I think for you, Megs, it's obviously early stage. I would keep managing it as much as you can. Um, I don't necessarily think you have to have time off if the pain level is kind of below a 3 out of 10. Um, but I think if it's starting to build up, you really just have to constantly, constantly treat it. And totally. It. And for all of you that have had plantar fasciitis, as you know, that first step in the morning when you step out of bed is like the most painful thing in the world, right? But mm -hmm. once you get walking, it kind of eases up a little bit. Mm -hmm. So to me, because that would happen to me every day, I thought blood flow is good. I yes. like blood flow is not going to hurt me. Blood flow is actually going to make really me feel good. better. But it was the pain um, at the end of the day and throughout the night. I mean, every step I took when I was running in every race felt like I was literally landing on a butcher's knife. And I raced that way because I chose to, but there are other options. And I did at one point get a cortisone shot and it's it really dangerous. There's a, yeah, there's about a fifty percent chance that it'll hit the fat pad if they're not a very if it's not done through a guarded ultrasound. So I would definitely have someone knowing what they're doing because if they get it in the wrong spot, you can destroy your fat pad and then you'll never be able to run. I took that risk because I remember it was before Roth. Actually, it was the year it wasn't the year I got the record, but it was the year I I think I came second to Chrissy, and I was like, I got to do something. So I did it, and it actually worked. So mm. I was stoked. Yeah. But it's last resort, and I think shockwave therapy, um, that Theragun they have now, um, like Siri said, that management. That old school stuff with the clay, it actually works. It's not a wives towel, it really works. I don't agree with anti inflammatories because I think that's blocking the pain. You need the yeah. inflammation for healing. And I don't agree with icing for a chronic injury either. I think an acute tear or an acute injury where you've like cut your finger or, 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 or smashed your leg against something and it's swollen, I think that's good ice. But I know that ice now, and especially new research is saying that for a chronic injury, that inflammation is the healing. Your body does that for a reason. Our bodies are incredible healers. So I'm totally against ice for a chronic injury. That's my thought. So, okay, so now Michael has a question, Siri, um, and there's a lot of been amazing responses here. Maddie and Mary Carmen have gone to town and given the most incredible answers, but we can put our two cents in because I think it will benefit everybody. I told him to post it because I think a lot of people um, will benefit from this. He's saying that after his long three-hour sessions, he's totally wrecked for the day. Um, he... I do eat after I come home. I have loads of water and a nap. It all depends on what you're eating. Um, usually eats tuna egg sandwich and a protein shake, fruit or yogurt, drinks up to three liters of water and electrolyte. I think one thing straight away that is alarming to me would be, are you eating during the session? I think having your glycogen stores full and eating during the session is really important. And I think not guessing, you're talking about two gels during it. Um, two gels is maybe 50 grams of carbs. And depending on your weight, if you're 70 kilos, you're probably burning 210 grams of carbs so you're way undernourished so i would work on one gram a kilo one gram of carbs per kilo body weight per hour that we've said so yeah awesome Siri, what, what i totally do? agree i think that part of it would have to do with maybe not fueling properly during the session um also you know there's a buildup of the training effect and we have to think about that when we have lactic acid um basically your body becomes acidic and that's what leads you to not only feeling stiff and sore but tired and lethargic. Mm -hmm. um, you want to think about doing eating and drinking anything that's going to alkalinize your blood, which is going to help balance that out. Um, Those F2C pharma greens are the best. Yeah, so the F2C pharma greens, amazing. Something Lemon as simple water. as lemons. 
um, having fresh lemons around. It has to be lemons, not this stuff that comes in the little bottle. But Siri has one in here. Yeah, fresh lemons where you constantly in every single glass of water, bottle of water you have, squeeze lemon in there. It's going to help alkalinize your blood which is gonna really not only help give you more energy and help you feel more vital, but you're gonna recover quicker. So eating and drinking during your sessions and doing all the aftercare, like another way of getting rid of the acidity in your body, I mean, lymphocyzing, whether it's with Normatec mm -hmm. boots or um, legs, up. You know, legs up on the wall. If you don't have Normatec boots, you can lie on the ground with your legs up on the wall and just let everything drain. These are little kind of biohacks that work amazingly well. But definitely you can't, I know I used to try and do this sometimes getting through a four hour session and just drinking water. And mm -hmm. you know, my coach wanted me to lose weight, so I did it, but that was not smart. I didn't feel it's good, so I didn't sore. have good energy. I trained like crap. So when I realized that if I can give my body the consistent fuel and hydration that it needs, it's not only gonna perform for me at the highest levels, but I'm gonna feel good, I'm gonna feel happy, I'm gonna have energy, and I'm gonna be able to wake up every day knowing that I'm ready to do it again. Yeah, and I think that's where I think, you know, it used to be so many people would say there's no evidence on supplements, but now the supplement industry, there's obvious evidence with so much research now coming out on amino acids and how great they are um, and how they help repair and just having some sort of protein. We were saying if you can't, you don't feel like eating like a huge tin of tuna, then use it in a protein shake and get your um, your protein in from that and get your aminos in a supplement if you have to through that. And then, of course, your omegas and your um, good fats, oils, um, avocado, all of that stuff. So, yeah, I think that's probably all. Um, One thing, I, because that's awesome what you just said, I used to, after these long sessions, have a whole chicken. I was trying to be really lean. I was trying to get my weight down for coming into the race season, but I would have a can of tuna and I would mix it with a corn, like I'd cook oh, yeah, a, love that. a piece of corn and cut the corn off, put that in the tuna, put some avocado in there, mix it all together, and that Yum. would be my snack. That's and perfect. I felt amazing. I was getting my carbohydrate, I was getting my fat, I was getting my protein, and it was an incredible post-workout meal mm -hmm. that I would eat within 30 minutes, and I seemed to recover amazingly well considering how hard I was trying. And you would buy a whole chicken and eat the whole chicken, I heard, too. Not the whole chicken. Oh, well, that's what Loretta Harrop told me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, any more questions? And while we're on here, this this is per this is perfect. Maddie just said it's a Strasbourg sock and Megan as well. So Thank you, Maddie. Hopefully, awesome. Megzy, you have the Strasbourg sock. I used to just get a really long sock, honestly, and pull at the end of it out, like, really long and pull, pull the sock off like it was coming off and then tape it back on my foot and then have it not too tight because when it was pulled back too tight it used to annoy me a little bit so yeah. um all right any others i eat the whole chicken oh wow there you go who Perfect. said that megan yay megan i'm with you girl well so done you guys no I wonder can't... we're working together <laughs> did you know she had plantar fasciitis um i well, actually megan she's in trouble now excuse me <laughs> um you haven't spoken much about this so i would like to know about this but this i is, hope that we this were is another management this is another yes. management so I... talking to your coach mm-hmm Texting, um, guys, for all of us coaches on here, I know you'll agree, Troy, Maddie, Mary Carmen, Beth, you and I, we are here because we feel so incredibly honored that you have put this, in, this dream of yours in our hands. Now, as much as we want you to be great, 
we need to be great so that we can help you achieve your goals. If you don't communicate with us, we're not mind readers. We're like, we can't read your mind. We're not going to be reaching out and saying, is there a problem? Is there a problem? For me, I'm always focusing on solutions. I'm going to assume there are no problems, but you need to ask for what you need, ask for what you want and ask questions because we're in this together. And with anything in a relationship, Beck and I, if I feel unhappy about something, it is absolutely necessary to give her the information that, hey, this isn't this, I need this to feel better so that she has an opportunity to fix it. I used to tell this story as a teenager and it's, I'm going to tell you just because it's bringing up a memory for me. I thought to myself when I would watch like, you know, my parents fighting or, you know, people fighting and I thought, well, the big problem here is that they have a problem and they're not telling the other person what the problem is. So the other person has no idea. So they keep doing the thing that's upsetting them. And then finally, one person just has enough and says, I can't handle this anymore and leaves and it's all done. And I used to think to myself, why, why don't people, the minute there's a problem, why don't they go to the other person and say, hey, Beck, there's a problem. I want to tell you what it is. And she would want to hear what it is. And so she can then take action to try and fix it. Yep. And then we save a relationship, a friendship, a job, and whatever so it is, um, just by speaking the truth. So guys, holding stuff in does no one any favors. It's not only going to make your relationship with your coach one that doesn't work, but it's going to make you feel like you're missing out on something you should have. And it's going to make the coach feel when you go to them and say, I'm not getting this, you know, it's a problem. Make them feel like, why didn't you come to me and tell me what the issue was? Speak up. And this isn't just for coach-athlete relationship. This is in life. Speak up for what you want. Speak up for what you need. Speak up for what you believe in. Speak up for you because you matter and your relationships matter. Sorry. And I, I also, Maddie, have that same issue sometimes. The athletes say they don't want to bother us, but it, it bothers me a lot more. I mean, my Ugh. best relationships with my athletes are the ones that I get to talk to every day. And it's not on the phone calling me. It's just by email or by text. And Mona texts me updates every day, and I love it because I've always got the finger on the pulse. She never gets injured because I always know how she's going. And I think that it's so much more important to tell us each day just in a text message. We may only write one sentence back, but we get to the business. Um, but up for us to know is so much better than just, oh, I don't want to bother them. And then a week later I say, well, why did you miss seven runs in a row? So I think really never feel like it's a burden guys. We are really busy, but we always have time for We're our in this athletes. to be great. Yeah. I'm not here to be mediocre. I'm not here to be average. I'm here to achieve. So it requires it's a team effort and communication guys is everything. No matter what relationship we're talking about, communications with your friends or with your coach, Communication is everything. Allow the other person the opportunity to be all that they can be for you by communicating what you need and what you want. And I'm so sorry, guys. I just had to decline my mother trying to call me twice in a row. Sorry, mom. We're on the live chat. <laughs> she should know by now. Monday, 530. Good, no brainer. We love you, Ruthie. And we, we want to you. thank Ruthie while she just called because yeah, we did an amazing chat last week. That is going into a podcast for all these women that want help with um, fertility and there was some stuff on menopause as well and um, that cycle that we have to deal with every single month that the men get out of so that's coming up um, soon we're going to put that up so thank you guys I think that's all for now thank you for joining us we do have to mention that this time next week there will be a new world champion I'm really excited series one Hawaii four times three with Rennie one with Leander I made a boo-boo it was it was actually Rennie Leander Rennie Rennie so 
but three years in a row, Thank 12, 13, so and 14, and everyone needs to know that. And Rooney is on freaking fire. I'm really excited to watch her race. But we also have Melissa racing. But she Melissa. also broke her elbow. Melissa Christian. Let's not give that any energy. Okay. Melissa Christian, our two-time duathlon world champion, is racing in Hawaii. Ali Rutledge, I know, is racing. Yay. We have several other people racing, and I'm, I'm just so excited to watch them shine. So please let us know if you're racing or in Kona. We're going to do a swim at the pier at 6 30 thursday morning and we're doing dinner at let's just make six night. i think it's like 6 15 but six six o'clock at outback what's it called outback, outback steakhouse outback steakhouse they do have like pasta and rice and all that stuff too and potatoes but if you have to carb load and you can't make it just come say hi i can't wait to meet you all in person if if we haven't already but we can't wait to see you there um, it's going to be an amazing You're event. You're all welcome. And yes, Rinny's on fire, although her swim is going to be affected. I mean, it just is because she broke her elbow five weeks ago. But She's ready. What I've She's asked of ready. her, and I'm going to give you some insight, guys, into how you manage going into your A race when something has happened that's unexpected. And what I told Rinny is that I want her to go out and do the best that she can on the swim. And when it comes to the bike and run, because she knows that she is biking and running better than she ever has in her entire career. I said, I want you to get out there and be your own freaking hero. Put in a heroic effort on the bike, a heroic effort on the run. I don't care if you're 15 minutes down after the swim. You do that and you're going to cross that line feeling like a champion, whether it's coming in first place or just feeling like the champion of your own life because you did everything you could with what you had and put together an incredible day. That's what it's all about, guys. Being the best that you can be, doing the best that you can with what you have in every moment, every day. Well, I can't top that, so let's do over and out, you guys. We love you. We Thank love you, guys. Thank Cheer you. Cheer hard for Team Sirius. Let's go. See you in Hawaii. Hopefully, we get to catch up with some of you there. We love you all. We love you all. Love you, Karen Burks. Mahalo. Bye.